liking Fox News is kind of like seeing, you know, when you say it in public, it's almost like saying you're a pedophile. Captain Hulk was like dressed as a hipster or something. Not Captain, I mean, Mr. Hulk. No, Captain, what's the Hulk? Yoga is the closest thing I've ever felt to what it might be like to be in a harem. Dude, why are you sitting by me, you little douche? I want to be by all... It was like a, a cultural, emotional, like, orgy of feelings in that theater. What's it called? The F Infinity Game? Who's Thanos? Thanos is the big bad... Andrew, or, did you yeah. see the movie? <laughs> I saw a meme, and they were comparing Brie Larson's butt to Captain America's. She has a flat butt, and he has, like, this beautiful, rounded butt. I remember asking you guys this, like, if all of us were, like, and our uncles and aunts were all the same age, like, would you be attracted to your mom or, like, your aunt? Welcome to Twin with Seth, Andy, and Ben. We're brothers and a cousin who discuss all the movies in wide release, starting with the top box office from last week, reviews of movies opening this week, and previews of the movies coming out next week. We also won't spoil any of these movies without first giving you a warning. This week we're going to start with new to the top 10 from last week, which includes two movies from bottom to top. Breakthrough came in at number three, and then The Curse of La Llorona came in at number one. It did? Yeah. That's number one? Mm-hmm. I mean, but the Avengers Endgame hasn't been tested yet. Yeah. I mean, okay. Avengers Endgame is going to gross more than all of the top ten combined. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So The Curse of, of La Llorona came in number one, making $26 million over uh, in its opening weekend. But yeah, none of these are going to compare to Avengers Endgame. Okay, and then movies opening this week, we have Avengers Endgame, which is really the, the only movie opening this week. Little Woods uh, is expanding to wide release this week, and so we can talk about that one. And then coming to theaters next week in wide release is Long Shot, Ugly Dolls, The Intruder, and El Chicano. So those are the movies we're going to discuss today. To begin with, Breakthrough entered the top 10 at number three last week. Boys, get off the ice! We're training for the Olympics, sir! Cindy! He's been underwater for more than 15 minutes. It's gonna be a recovery, not a rescue. I got something. We got him! We've done everything medically possible. There's nothing more we can do. Please, God, send your Holy Spirit to save my son. I just played a clip from the trailer for Breakthrough. It's 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. We did a, like a deep dive review of this movie last week in our last episode. Anything to add, guys? Breakthrough largely was forgotten by me other than the debate we were having about religion. Other than that, the movie was pretty forgettable to me. <laughs> right. And I, after we talked about it, I thought I was a little too negative, but you know, we can just leave it there. I didn't think you were super negative. I just, it is what it is, you know? It's a, it's a religious movie. My vote like, is the next religious movies, maybe you guys watch them for me and you just tell me. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did, uh, we did Breakthrough and we did Unplanned. Like those types of movies, I just don't see them as like the type of movie. I'm just surprised to see them as box office movies. Yeah. You know, they're, they're fine for like the, you know, the home video you buy if you want to, you know, but you know what I mean? Like. Those types of movies, it's just weird to me. All right. Next at the box office, uh, number coming in number one last week was The Curse of La Llorona. Can I ask you a question, Father? Do you know anything about La Llorona? The weeping woman. 
was a folktale. I just played a clip from the trailer for The Curse of La Llorona. It's 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. We did a deep dive review last week in last week's episode. I really enjoyed that movie. Me too. I'm surprised it's only 32%. 32%. tomatoes? Mm-hmm. What about the audience? Um, I'm, I'm guessing it was higher, but I don't I don't know what the audience score was. It, it was enjoyable. I liked it. I mean, I did. Yeah, it was scary. I did scream once in the movie, which I haven't done. You, Yeah, you yelled, yelped out more than once. It's 50. Per, the audience score is 50%. Okay, so. Okay, so moving on to movies opening, and that was The Curse of La Llorona. Moving on to movies coming out this week. There's really just one blockbuster movie this week, and that is Avengers Endgame. We're in the endgame now. played a clip from the trailer for Avengers Endgame. This is 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. We all saw it and it was it was really great. What did you guys think? I, f- I felt like I was like watching um, it was like a, a cultural emotional like orgy of feelings in that theater. Like <laughs> people were like ah woo. Yeah the audience was really involved huh? Yeah. They, like, yeah. like they, they burst involved. out into cheers and clapping and, in several moments during the movie. And isn't that weird? Ben's in California and we're in Utah and and it was the same experience almost it sounds like for both audiences. I think opening night on a big movie is typically that way right i think so too because the theater i was in was completely full i mean we were texting earlier the audience was making so much noise so much cheering so much clapping like ah like all these (laughs) yeah super loud reactions that you wouldn't normally get and and what was really funny and it might be a spoiler alert so i won't say it but there would be characters that they would see that were like old friends and they would it was almost like they were seeing a puppy dog like oh whoa (laughs) yeah you know yeah yeah." it was like i I couldn't believe how many sounds they could make for new characters it was (laughs) yeah i was so surprised the audience reaction so there's some sort of cultural thing going on there because you don't normally experience that in a movie but the movie itself was really good so much stuff happened the the opening night of star wars the force awakens was that way in the theater i was at yeah was it yeah same but that was another blockbuster you know that was another two billion dollar movie i i can't i didn't go to that one but it felt like this one was even to another level than star wars might have been i don't know though i think it was i think this is probably going to end up at least number three in worldwide gross of all time which which would make if it's number three, it'll beat out Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Did you see how much money it made on its opening night? It, it, well, tonight's really its opening night. Uh, officially, it already it hasn't made even been out twenty four hours yet. Sixty. I'm going off memory. I think sixty million Thursday night. Thursday night or or up till Thursday night. Andy, did you ever see Avengers Infinity War? No. Oh, so, I mean, because I can only imagine you would have been kind of lost. Well, you had explained, oh. like, how he snapped and killed half the people. Yeah. And but she, she chewed me out for not seeing that. She's like, you yeah. didn't see? She, she, she chewed me out. What's it called? The Infinity I Game? I think Infinity War is is a required watch before you see Endgame. Yeah, game. because you were texting me, Andy, like, oh, we have an extra ticket for Johnny. Should he see Captain Marvel? And I was like, no. But, and, but then you were like, but doesn't she have a 
role in this? I'm like, okay, maybe she will. We don't really know yet. So yeah, maybe do see that. But but actually, the only required watching, I would say, would before seeing Endgame is Infinity War. I wish I'd right. seen it. Wouldn't you say, Ben? Yeah, I totally agree. I was Captain Marvel, to, you can skip. Yeah, probably Captain, Captain Marvel seemed like it was shoehorned in. Um, yeah. She she was not playing a key role in the way I thought she would. Right. She, In fact, she didn't really interact with, it was kind of, anyway, it's kind of. Yeah, we're going to have to go to spoilers to talk about that, but I have some, I have some thoughts. Did, did it live up to the hype that you were stating or like talking about last week, Seth? Um, that it is the like, biggest movie of the year and, and yeah. potentially the biggest movie of our lives. Yeah, movie for of you. Did it, and for you personally. It, it's definitely worthy of being the biggest movie of all time. It's worthy. I don't know if it'll get you think there. So? I don't know if it'll beat out Titanic and Avatar, but it's it's worthy of doing so. Yeah, this well, it was a perfect opinion, finale to this, this chronicle of 22 movies long. I would say it's better than both of those two movies better than titanic better than what's the one you just said the blue people avatar avatar <laughs> yeah and that's a i mean to say like the greatest movie of all time that's a really high no, standard i didn't I'm say not, that though no i never said anything like that i never oh, said I misunderstood. the greatest movie isn't the i just said the biggest in terms of box office and oh, that's gotcha. different than the greatest movie I gotcha. so yeah so selling the most tickets that's what i'm talking about yeah i can i can see that I can see it getting very close. Definitely top five. I think it'll. I think it'll beat out Infinity War, which is currently sitting at number four uh, for all-time box office. I think it'll beat it out. I think it'll end up at least number three, if not higher. But I could also see it hitting three billion dollars, which no movie has ever done before. Yeah, we'll see. I. It, it, it felt was, like. Go ahead, man. I was. I was just gonna say. How often do you go to a movie that's three hours long? Not since Lord of the Rings, I think. I'm so glad they actually gave it the attention it deserves, though, for, you know, the emotional heft that the movie was carrying. Because it it seems like it would have been an injustice to cut out any parts of the movie. I know. So much stuff happened. It needed to be three hours. It could have been longer. In injustice to the narrative and to the character development that was occurring. Yeah. I felt like I was a part of, like... The closest thing I can relate it to is when I watched uh, Boise State beat Oklahoma in like a BCS bowl game and they did like the Statue of Liberty and they did a Mm -hmm. pick and roll and like it was like Goliath Yeah, which was like the greatest football game of all time. Yeah. At least of of my life. That's my favorite one. Yeah. It was like the most incredible. And you like to think back. I was a part of that because I watched it. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt about that movie last night. Like, even though I didn't really understand it, if you could tell there was something great happening by the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... I felt like you would probably, because Jacob was sitting next to me. He hadn't seen anything. Like there was a reference in one part of the movie to Hydra. And he's like, I have no clue what just happened. I'm like, oh, Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So he hadn't seen the previous. Oh, and I guess seeing those, that's kind of spoilers, but seeing those parts, he probably didn't have any context. Yeah. He didn't, like a lot of the jokes didn't land for him. um, And a lot of the references, like when there was, there was just, there was a lot of references that were really, that really resonated. And that's when the audience would be like, oh, my, you could hear him like shouting. Right, and right. I feel like for for Jacob and maybe to a lesser extent with Andy, they probably didn't land that well. Yeah. I, I would say required watching for sure. If you can't watch all 22 movies, which I did. You did? All the Marvel movies? Yeah. Oh, I did. All, all the other I movies. think I've seen them all. Can I talk about Thor's f- it was really funny. Well, we, let's wait. I don't think we, we got to wait for spoilers. <laughs> okay, you, should we go right in the room, the... right? <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't seen it, 
Don't listen to spoil. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would, think I, you. I don't know. I think you could listen to the spoilers, but I just this is I, one. It'd be really good to go in fully blind. So have, having I, seen all I, the, yeah, I would invest some time in in Infinity War if you haven't seen it. Was and, there were there parts that were really surprising to you too? You know how oh, you said yeah. to go I was, in. The, I don't. I'm. I feel like I want to be so careful what I say before spoilers. Yeah, I wanted. Look, to ask I don't you know guys, if anything was super surprising for me. There were there were a couple surprises. I, I did not see coming. Okay. As as the movie started, I was trying to think about who's going to be the real standout in this movie. And mm-hmm. there were like three main standouts, I thought. Like there were moments where I thought, oh, this is this is movie about Iron Man. It's going to be all Iron Man perspective. And then they switch. I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be uh, Captain America. He's the real yeah. like, hero of this one. And then, it, you know, it keeps switching. Oh, no, it's going to be the Hulk. And uh, oh, no, it's going to be, you know, Captain Marvel. I thought it was so cool how they did that. I, I knew I missed something, but it was really funny. They, they Captain Hulk was like dressed as a hipster or something. And it was like, Captain, really cal- not Captain, I mean, Mr. Hulk. Iron Man. No, Captain, what's the Hulk? The Hulk. Yeah. He was like dressed, had a sweater on and was like. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> oh, but he was still green and had his glasses and he stuff. He was really calm. and <laughs> That was, like, that was yeah. so funny. I loved when he hits that car. He's like, well, okay, it's a little gratuitous, but I'll do it. <laughs> and he's like, he like wants to act like the Hulk, but didn't he? You know, his heart wasn't in it. It was so funny. So I, yeah, I, I feel like Ben. They picked out three characters who were the original Avengers, and they really gave them a lot of love. And not, not so much for the newer Avengers, but the older ones. Um, yeah, got a lot of love for this movie. Should we go to spoilers so we can actually talk about it? Sure. Um, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Did we? Did you guys give your ratings? Do you want to say anything else? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and give my rating. Um, it's, it's 90, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It, giving it a rating like that doesn't really capture the importance culturally of this movie though. I mean, no, I agree with the rating. Like, sure. It's 96%. I think that's, yeah. that's great. But it, but when you compare it to other movies that came in at 96%, um, that doesn't really capture how important this movie is. I agree. It yeah. had this like in, in, in non-tangible, intangible. Like, Gravitas. It's, yeah. Like it, it's just, You could cut it with like a knife. You're it's right. so thick. And to follow up, Your comment, Seth, I totally agree. And I also want to point out that this has the same Rotten Tomato score as Dragon Ball Super Broly. Who are we? Uh, uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly is in the eighties, actually. But but yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> dropped in the eighties. Oh but, wow. but you are illustrating the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like a category with intangibles, and this the had absolute everything. worst movie I've seen in many many years is <laughs> arguably yeah. on par with the same rating as this movie. Yeah, they're both certified fresh. Yeah, that's that doesn't feel right. Okay, so that is our non-spoiler review of. I know it was brief, but there's not a lot to say without spoiling things. So that's our non-spoiler review of Avengers Endgame. Uh, the so rest what, of this- what the listeners should do is they should go watch this movie, and then it's like the post game of a of a <laughs> of a, a basketball or a football game. You, you go, you want to still live it, so they can come listen to this after. Honestly, if you listen to the spoilers, I don't really feel like it's going to ruin anything. It it'll tell you some things that are happening, but you really have to experience it to feel it. And right. and knowing it in in terms of bullet points isn't really going to spoil anything, in my opinion. I I, I almost want to go just because that audience 
feeling is going to die in a few days. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I want to go almost tonight just to be in that, like, it's like being at a great concert or a great, it's yeah. incredible. Where where the audience is actively, like, hollering and clapping and yeah. applauding and stuff. It's right. like they can't contain their emotions. It's like you don't see that very often except with babies and girls. Okay. So the rest of this conversation will be moved to the back of the episode for the spoiler section. Okay, we just finished discussing Avengers uh, Endgame, and the spoiler will be the end of this episode. Let's move on now to movies coming out next week. Uh, we have Longshot. Oh, my God. Do you think that'll, like, go viral? This is the news! On your mark, get set, go, Lynn. We found a lot of interesting stuff when we hacked into his webcam. Don't open it! Don't open it! No comments at this time! Thank you, thank you! What's going on with you, Brock? Did you just call me Brock? Oh. oh, God. Nobody saw it. My mother found it on Facebook. I just played a clip from the trailer for Longshot. It's 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. This stars Seth Rogen and what's the name of that girl in it? Um, uh, I can never say her name right. Maybe we could each say a quick sentence of what we think about it. I think Charlize Theron. Theron. Thanks. I was, Charlize Theron. I always pronou- I had, mispronounce her name. Yeah. Just go ahead, Andy. Seth, what are you gonna Seth say Rogen. Charlize. <clears throat> say the actor's going to cut you off again with my... <clears throat> it's Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen and Charlize Theron. Yeah. I okay. feel like that. I feel Sorry. like... For me, the I feel like I've already seen the movie in the previews. Like, <laughs> I know. I feel like I don't, I don't need to see the movie. And I don't feel like I'm rooting for them to get together in the movie either. Me neither. This is a movie that looks like it's supposed to be a comedy, but I'm worried that it just won't be funny. It's trying too hard, maybe. Seth Rogen is funny. We all know that. But I'm not sure if Charlize Theron is funny. She is in Arrested Development. Well, actually, no. She's, not really. She's really. She plays she's, off of Michael. Yeah, that's right. She She's good Job. joke fodder, but she doesn't make jokes herself. So that's Long Shot. Next movie out next week in wide release is Ugly Dolls. Short and stubby, nubby teeth out on full display. Your pinkish red got this thing on your head. And whoa, girl, you couldn't look better. I just played a clip from the trailer for Ugly Dolls. It, I'm sure my kids will love it. It looks a little bit dumb to me. We'll see, though. Yeah, yeah one sentence for me is this I is watched about five. I watched five seconds of the trailer and turned it off. I just <laughs> it does not look interesting. It anymore. looks funny to me, but only in a, like in the way kids will like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's Ugly Dolls. The next movie coming out next week in wide release is The Intruder. You just bought the pack-ups, right? Yeah. Charlie's quite a guy. Just don't look too close under the mask. His wife died in that house. Mrs. Charlie took Mr. Charlie's shotgun in her mouth. At least that's how Charlie explained it. Hey! Stop drilling holes in my house! The man acts like the house still belongs to him. Honey, he's lonely. I just played a clip from the trailer for The Intruder. This is Dennis Quaid being super creepy. It looks like it might be really good. It looks like it's a horror. It kind of. Yeah. yeah. Is it a horror? Looks like it. I, I kind of. So. I'm excited because I hope it is a horror movie. The preview shows. I feel like the entire movie. That's true. I'm it's still excited much. for it. It looks like it'll be fun. Okay, and that is The Intruder. The next movie coming out next week in wide release is El Chicano. When we were kids, we were told about the legend. Anytime you got hot in the hood, you'd hear those chopper pipes. Gangsters found God out of fear of the devil. Who was he? El Chicano. I just played a clip from the trailer for El Chicano, and I don't know what to say about this. It could be a really, it could be it, like the way the transporter, like a, 
a crime. I don't know. How do you describe it? Like a like a sexy guy beating people up. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy guy beating people up. Yeah. Okay, and that is um, that is our podcast. This is the end of the spoiler free section. Thank you for listening to Twim. The things that you can do to help us are subscribing and rating rating our podcast on iTunes. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at Twim underscore Weekly. You can also email us to This Week in Movies Podcast at gmail.com. We're now beginning the deep dive discussion portion of the show, which will include spoilers for Avengers Endgame. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then stop listening here. But sometimes spoilers make you enjoy it more, so go ahead and feel free to listen. I love you. (laughs) If you're just joining us, we are discussing spoilers for Avengers Endgame. And we can actually summarize the plot and everything too. Um, and so, which I want to do. I want to summarize the premise, unless you guys are dying to get something out. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. So, in the first, like, what would you say, fifteen minutes of the movie, they decapitate Thanos. Which, <laughs> I know. And I'm, was I was crazy. looking at my watch, like, wait, this movie just barely started, and Thanos is gone. I, like, I can't believe that happened. And it was with right. no fanfare or anything. Thor just slices yeah. his head off. Who's Thanos? Thanos is the big bad. Andrew, black, or, did you yeah. see the movie? <laughs> I fell asleep. Th- Thanos. The <laughs> oh, you did sleep through the beginning, huh? Because <laughs> I, I have, ba- I have a hurt back. I'm laying on the ground. I had been up all night the night before on because I couldn't sleep with my back. Oh. And then I, by the time it hit the movie, it was 10:40, and I was like, <laughs> I, I just fell asleep for the first hour. Ben, what time did you go see this movie? Because ours started at 10:40, but after trailers, it really started at 11 and ended at 10. 40. Yeah, yeah, ours was 6 p.m. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah, because you're yeah. out of there by 9.30. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. So, yeah, um, but luckily Thanos was – he was able to add a lot of tension to the movie later. It was just an earlier time period of him. So basically they come up with a way to travel through time and Iron Man is able to like perfect it. And they their new mission is to go back in time, get the Infinity Stones, make a new Infinity Gauntlet, snap their fingers and bring back everybody back. Um, yep. But before this happens, we get to see kind of the aftermath of everybody dying. They, they skip forward five years, which was really moving to me. It was, it was moving to see Iron Man's life seemed to get a lot better, actually. He didn't, Pepper was still around. He had a new, he had a baby, but um, he was really the Everybody else's life had kind of fallen apart. Thor had fallen into this depression, which manifested <laughs> itself through drinking and um, getting really fat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the elephant in the room. I thought it was so interesting that his body was his body weight was the subject of many jokes. Yeah. They would have never done jokes. that with a woman. Uh, yeah, that's true. Huh? I mean, not complaining, but I just thought that was interesting. Like, oh yeah, he's, he's a little chubby. Oh yeah. He's like really chubby. I really thought they'd show him ch- chubby for just a minute and then he'd be back to super buff. I, but me too. He was, just, he was chubby the whole movie. Does it make you what's going to ha- yeah. wonder what's going to happen with him as a character? Because I mean, he's he ends the movie with with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it looks like he's joining their crew. Yeah. And so I wonder if he's going to be back, or if he's just going to do cameos from now on. Because <laughs> it's like kind of <laughs> the dude. Did you see that reference to the dude he was dressing like from The Big Lebowski? Did you oh, guys see no. The Big Lebowski? No, I've never seen it. Oh, it's a cult classic. They made a reference to him dressing like the Lebowski character in that movie. Oh, I didn't catch that. They made that. a reference to that movie, yeah. Um, I thought it was a really great send-off for Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, it was really satisfying in a way to see him die off. Is that weird? Because I just felt like it was a really great farewell. He was doing something extremely important. Perfect time yeah, for him to worked. go. 
it worked and yeah it wasn't so much sad as it was satisfying you felt yeah. like he'd gone through this whole life cycle and he'd he'd finished it up it was it was somehow satisfying it, there it was you weren't you didn't feel like you needed closure after he died yeah that's a good way to say it oh, yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was a perfect form of closure yeah um the, and the same for captain america it looks like this is the last movie we're going to see chris evans and he had a good send off as well it was really satisfying and um I'm not sure about Black Widow, though. It looks like she's done. It looks like she's out of the MCU now. We're probably not going right. to see her again. Well, if you, Did you find her farewell if you compare uh, satisfying? All, oh, sorry. <clears throat> we're cutting out a sec. If you compare all of the these characters and their powers, she didn't really have powers other than being really good at like running and tumbling and like kicks and punches. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she can't, you can't throw her off a building and she's going to survive like everybody else. So yeah. she's arguably of the weakest. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I almost would have said, so, so you think for Hawkeye's that reason then she place. didn't, I was going to say Captain America, but yeah, probably Hawkeye's in second place. Ca- Captain America seemed to level up this movie, but it wasn't yeah. clear in the past that he had been on par with Iron Man and Thor. If you think about it, these characters have been um, incrementally increasing in their invincibility, like movie by movie. And I don't think that's by design. Um, I think it's just because they, it's just easier to write people that way. And it's more impressive when they get thrown off two buildings and are fine instead of just one. I don't, I don't think it's easier to write that way, Ben. I think it's actually harder to bring tension into the narrative. Look at Super Broly. They, they punch each other out for an hour and you're like, it's boring because you know, nothing's going to happen. They're all invincible. Um, So that's a Superman problem you know he's just too powerful for there to be any suspense i think that is true with with captain america but i don't know that i saw that with other characters what what was i missing there was a part where everyone cheered when uh, captain america held up his hand and caught the oh yeah hammer you didn't oh andrew that was <laughs> yeah like an he hasn't awesome seen moment. the prequels so seth seth explained that okay so you have to understand first that thor can o- he's the only person worthy to hold the hammer and and that was a big part of him actually getting the hammer in the first place is being worthy to hold it and there's been a lot of fight scenes in the past where Thor's hammer's on the ground somebody else tried to grab it including the Hulk and they couldn't even lift it off the ground and then at the beginning of Avengers Age of Ultron there was a a scene of them all like in a bar like goofing around trying to lift up Thor's hammer and nobody could do it except for when Steve Rogers who's Captain America when he when he tried it budged a little bit and Thor like started panicking <laughs> but then he Thor like got really nervous and then you saw that Steve Rogers couldn't actually get it off the ground and and Thor's like visibly relieved and he's sighing relief <laughs> yeah. and and like um, there were they, moments when Thor would just dr- set the hammer on someone's chest and they'd just be pinned there because yeah can't they couldn't move, move. or yeah uh, that was even in Infinity War, the very beginning, wasn't it? No, no, that was Thor Ragnarok, the yeah, very beginning, where he traps a dragon by. So anyway, so so uh, there's there's just this concept of having to be worthy in order to heft that hammer. And um, so when Steve Rogers was actually able to catch it and take down Thanos with it, it was it was emotionally um, like meaningful for that reason. Yeah, no, it, it, no one's ever was, been able to lift up that hammer, let alone have it like summon the hammer so it comes to his hand so that was, was a like cool a, scene you see the you know thanos has got thor pinned yeah you know he's about to die he's about to die and you see the the hammer start to wiggle like he's summoning it that was really cool yeah then, it was you know thor doesn't catch it and and it, it made up it. it was a satisfying you know because this this movie was really about iron man and captain america and to a lesser extent um 
Black Widow. But it, it really was part of his farewell send-off, his uh, display of how worthy he is as a superhero, too. Yeah, I'm still I'm still thinking about <clears throat> that idea of what you guys were talking about, the superpowers and then having flaws. Like, the Thor character always was kind of boring to me because he was so buff and so perfect. But he was actually more interesting to me this time because he was fat and, like, struggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with you. He had a lot more depth. Like, we'd seen depth with Tony Stark. You, he he kind of had this freak out at the beginning of the movie where he, he almost loses it. Um, and we, we'd seen him really... He, he, he can show a lot of depth with his acting. Thor it never really... He was kind of too serious in the first place and um, in the first two movies anyway. And in Thor Ragnarok, he suddenly becomes super like a really funny character. But seeing him getting drunk and fat and as a manifestation of his depression was was kind of eye opening to like it was a turn for his character that made him a lot more complex that we've never seen before. Right. And it, it totally worked too. It, it totally worked him. Like if anyone's going to turn into a fat slob, like it totally worked. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> he was so Why lovable. Does it work? It's like when you see like this NFL player, like 10 years after his prime and he's just like, <laughs> cause Thor was pretty ripped, but you could tell he had, you know, like he was fat, but strong at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. And that <laughs> part where his mom was like t- talking to him, it was so funny, but I didn't get it. Was that his mom? Yeah, that was his mom. Telling him how yeah. wonderful he was. She yeah. was saying, your, your future has not been kind to you is one thing she says. And she also talk, talks to him about failure, about how... Um, failures of like failure to being who you should be i don't know there there, there's there's kind of a message from her i i what yeah go ahead ben this is a little off topic but i thought it was so funny when they go to thor's house and he's just holed up in there drinking beer playing xbox with his friends (laughs) playing Fortnite or whatever they were playing the guys like the the guy's getting like verbally attacked in like the voice chat and so he has to hand the microphone by like thor. noob 264 or something yeah. so thor picks up the microphone if you don't stop being mean to my friend i'm gonna fly over to your house and i'm gonna beat you up <laughs> so funny can thor fly too with his hammer he can yeah he yeah. swings the hammer and it's kind of like a helicopter blade so part of the emotional gravitas of this movie was um with the time travelers encountering meaningful people from their past. I can only actually think of three examples, but this did happen with Thor when he was talking to his mom who had died and he never had a chance to like say goodbye to her. Um, And then it also happened with Captain America seeing his dad, which was kind of cool. The way they created plot tension was... Was it his dad? No, Iron Man. Iron Man. What did I say? I thought you said Captain America. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, Iron Man seeing his dad. Captain America... Saw his girlfriend or something. Saw an old girlfriend, yeah. And did did anybody else have a a meaningful, like, well, Gamora, let me think. No, no, Nebula kind of had a face-off with herself through (laughs) time travel. And what character was really underrepresentative was um, the raccoon, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. um, I mean, there's a lot of characters that maybe didn't get as much limelight, but that's because he's going to be back. We're not going to see Captain America or Iron Man again. That raccoon needs a standalone movie, just him. He he's good. That's he's Bradley awesome. Cooper voicing him, which is like I can't even hear hit Bradley Cooper in his voice. Yeah, it's hard to envision. So and then Captain America had a face off against himself as well, just like Nebula did. And oh, that yeah, one was that's really, right. really good. <laughs> and he 
like he faces off with himself and the old version says, I can do this all day long. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny because that was what he was saying to other I, to Cap. I really enjoyed I didn't even know that was his dad, but I really enjoyed that scene where he meets his dad and he's trying to sneak away the suitcase. And his dad's kind of like a little bit of an airhead jock, airhead type. Like his dad? Yeah, he just kind yeah. of seemed like oblivious. But I don't know how to explain it. Maybe that's he was the like wrong way. Capitalist. He's like, I've I've never seen um, the world's best interest in what I want to do line up. Something like that. Yeah. Did uh, you notice was... his driver's name was Jarvis? Yes, I did. Iron I know. Computer. I was like, oh, I need to get a look at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what was what was kind of weird is that Iron Man or Tony Stark was old looking than his dad that's right yeah. i guess a, that means it's a good time to retire he Iron was at Man, a younger stage looking. though in the, yeah oh sorry cut you off he's at a, what were you saying a good time to retire well because he's get he's just looking a little bit older than the other superheroes like maybe a little bit too old to be doing this stuff so at the beginning tony stark was super skinny and frail yeah was that cgi you think it must have been i don't know he's like it wasting been, away in space because his body completely changed and then Thor's body completely changed in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Captain America's didn't. Nobody else's did, but those two did. There was a lot of attention on Captain America's butt. I thought that was so funny. It was well, just kind of a gag, but it so was funny. <laughs> he was laying down and he said, someone said he had a nice butt. I remember that. Well, it's first like, of all, Ant-Man that is America's says, Ant-Man says, that's America's ass as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then, and then like 10 minutes later when he takes down his, like his earlier version of himself, he's like, oh yeah, that is America's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I yeah. saw a meme a few months ago. I think it was right as, right before Captain Marvel came out and they were comparing Brie Larson's butt to Captain America's. It was oh, it was like she was the whole meme was that like she has a flat butt and he has like this beautiful rounded butt, <laughs> Captain America. And so I wonder if they were in I guess the movie had to be done by then. I don't know. Like it was so funny to see that gag going through Endgame because I'd seen that meme months ago. I was really disappointed in Captain Marvel's role in this movie. It was like she was yeah. not part of the conversation. I mean, she I she had a role, but it was totally disjointed. It looked like they'd come in after the movie was made and it's like, okay, let's find a way to get Captain Marvel in here somehow. Should we cut some scenes of her doing this or that? Like it was not, she yeah. didn't interact with the other characters. It felt like at the very end when she comes zooming in, like she's the most powerful of all of them or something. Yeah, she right. clearly is the po- most powerful of all of them. I think that's Except th- she's not more powerful. Thanos was more powerful than her. They were having like an arm wrestle and he was beating her. Well, until no, he pulled, he wasn't. He, he was. Yeah, he was not own. able. No, he wasn't. He was about to actually get taken down by her until he pulled the, the um, power one of the stones stone. off. Right. Yeah, the power stone. But before that, a couple of their exchanges, he was more powerful than her. So I was I was really surprised that he was holding his own against her for so long. She what Captain Marvel really reminded me of is is like a video game and Halo did this where you have this helper. It's like, oh, I'm your helper. I can help you see, you know, where to go and what to do, blah, blah, blah. And so you have this helper part of the game. And then the helper's like, oh, I have to go away for a long time. So figure it out on your own, <laughs> you know, and they're just gone only for the sake. So you can struggle for a while. And I, I felt like if Captain Marvel was there the whole time, she would have just made it too easy. You know, she would just yeah. breeze through it. And that's why she had to leave. Yeah. It's exactly what Justice League did with Superman. Like he was, 
he was in a coma or he was dead or he couldn't, you know, he had to take care of Martha. And so he's gone for the, you know, when all the superheroes getting their butts kicked. And then when he comes in, he just like cleans up and, and it's she, over. Is she basically Superman, but a female? Well, it's clear that no. she's number one among the Avengers. Like well, that's the, what the I thought. Powerful. And I'm not familiar with Avengers, but when she came in, it was like, okay, she's the best. She it was cool to see. To me, like a really powerful Iron Man. It, it, what, what I liked seeing is each hero, even in Infinity War, they each got to have a showdown with Thanos and they each lost. Starting with uh, the Hulk, who had like this boxing match with Thanos and eventually got taken down. Um, it happened to Thor kind of off screen. We didn't see it. I really loved in Infinity War the fight scene with Iron Man and Thanos where Iron Man draws a drop of blood after all this really fancy choreography. Um, in this movie, they each kind of got a rematch with them. And none of them really won, but they did enough to redeem themselves. Um, Captain America, for example... In Infinity War, he, he basically stopped Thanos' hand for a few minutes, like 30 seconds or something, but that was it. This time, he almost took him down with Thor's hammer. Yeah, um, that was a brutal uh, struggle. Yeah, and then and then Captain Marvel's fight with him was really good, really satisfying, even though she got blasted away with the power <laughs> Yeah, she got blasted big time. And Captain America's fight scene with him was really redemption because Captain, sorry, um, Iron Man's. Iron Man's fight scene with Thanos was really redemption because he is able to basically win that wrestling yeah, match Yeah, he with him. outwitted him, which was, that was satisfying. The only thing I was disappointed to see is that the Hulk didn't get a rematch with him. Yeah, I was expecting the Hulk needed to come back. Yeah. The Hulk's fight with him just wasn't, we needed more. You mean in this one or in Infinity War? I'm sorry. In this one, I felt like the Hulk didn't really have a chance to, like, I was waiting for the Hulk to come up and fight him and it just didn't he, happen. Yeah, the Hulk didn't do any action, did he? I don't think so. Yeah, well, there was a time when they went back in time and they said, well, you got to fit in with the Hulk, so smash a car and Yeah, stuff. but that was like half-hearted. He <laughs> I, was like tipping over garbage cans. Yeah, but he, we didn't really see any action from him, I don't right, think. Right, he didn't. I loved that part where he was supposed to like growl and break stuff and he was just <laughs> half-hearted about it and like, well, my heart's not really in it. And he like kind of, he hits his fist on the car and he's like, there smash and he picks up his motorcycle <laughs> kind of tosses it and like Rawr! i thought that was He's so like, it's, funny it's a bit gratuitous for my taste but okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was so funny so the first thing i remember about the movie was there was this character who was with a, a wife and kids and then all of a sudden all of his kids and everything turned to ashes yeah hawkeye that was a great hook yeah in the beginning and that was yeah that was so did you andy coming in kind of not having seen the previous movies did you follow what was happening well i thought it was related maybe to the snap of thanos yeah that was that was what was happening with hawkeye during the snap and yeah. why did and then the other thing that the it comes full circle with the at the very end and i don't know if we want to talk about that well we're in spoilers so go ahead but i just thought it was so interesting because to me when i watched thanos for a minute i thought he was going to get beat by uh the girl character what's her name captain marvel captain marvel because she just seems so powerful but really no one was powerful enough to beat him he was invincible but then at the very very end when he realizes that he got snapped on it, it was like everyone else turned to, to dust. ashes dust mm -hmm. except his was 
delayed. And he yeah. kind of sat down in resignation and then turned to dust. And so I was yeah. wondering, I was wondering, I was wondering if it bothered me that it delayed to let him turn to dust. But uh, it was good too, but it also bothered, bothered me a little bit. Hmm. No, it didn't bother me. I thought it was cool because it was like, you know, he's like, I lost, you know, sits down. But my question is, is why do you think it took him longer to to, uh, to turn to, to Ash? Is it because he was so Cinematic powerful? drama. Yeah, dramatic tension. Just for the tension then. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. In the previous, in Infinity War, when he snapped, everyone, like half the population died and kind of turned to dust, like slowly. But they show on screen that process. They showed it happened to all these different groups. Yeah. So that process took like, I don't know, 10 minutes to show all the different groups turning they, to dust. They show Nick Fury looking around, seeing people dissolve while they're driving and crash. And he doesn't start dissolving for like two minutes later. Yeah. Oh, so that's accurate to how they, they've done well, it. Well, that was in the, the, the yeah. scene after the credits, too. Yeah, that was a post credit scene. Yeah. And then he gets out his little pager and summons Captain Marvel and that's how mm-hmm. it ends. So I do have a question about Gamora because I, when the movie was over, I was like, what about Gamora? We don't know if she survived the snap or not because she was, she was on Thanos's side. As far as Iron Man knew, she was with Thanos when he snapped and killed Thanos and all his troops. And so yeah, did, um, did, uh, that's a good question. Was she at that funeral thing at the end? Was that a funeral? No, I'm trying to remember. They didn't show her anymore. Huh. It was after the snap, you never saw her again. And so. I mean, I I think we know that she's going to be part of Guardians of the Galaxy and the third installment because, I I mean, just from meta knowledge, um, because I I hear that story is mostly about her. But in in the context of this movie, it wasn't clear whether she survived the snap or not. You know, I wonder if I was trying to like see everybody and I I may have missed her because I missed Nick Fury at the very end. He was actually on the stairs behind Captain uh, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And I missed him. So I could have missed her too. Did you notice the little boy from Iron Man 3? Because a lot of people Uh, were like, who was that kid? Like, nobody knew who he was because he's grown up. He was a little kid in Iron Man 3. Now he's like a foot taller. Oh, he was standing on his own to the right. As you know, the camera was kind of at the very end of the movie. The camera's panning through the groups of people and showing them one by one. I don't remember where he was standing, but I do remember seeing him being really confused. Like, who is that guy? And then afterwards, I found out he was the kid from Iron Man 3. Isn't isn't Iron Man the only one that has powers that aren't, like, uh, born with? Well, I don't know about born with, but he's the only one I can think of who has... is ma- is self-made you know he he is the source of his power his own power where captain marvel wasn't born with her power but she got it from an energy blast it was kind of outside of her making same with same with um the hulk and same with captain america yeah yeah he has to and i thought that kind of was interesting that he was the one that saved everyone and his powers were self-made it was very capitalistic i thought <laughs> Yeah, he must be conservative. I bet he watches Fox News. <laughs> no, but I did think that was interesting. I wonder if that has something to do with like the human touch of it because all of those other people weren't really human. Yeah, you definitely respect. I mean, you respect Iron Man more, don't you? Because he's like he did. He created it all himself. He's not like like his superpower is his brain, not so much any his suit. You know what? What was the love affair with the Spider Man and Iron Man? I didn't catch that. Why were oh. they like? You missed that? No, why? Why? Or is it like it felt like a father son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's how their relationship really came together in the prior movies. Like Tony Stark is too aloof; he doesn't like anyone. 
you know, and but then he met the Spider-Man kid and just took a liking to him. Yeah, and it was like okay. a father-son relationship. It was really, it was really good. It, in fact, he he references being a father to Spider-Man in the in one of the prior movies. I think it's Spider-Man: Homecoming, where he comes and he's like, "Hey, buddy, my dad never did this, or my dad did this, and so I I just wanted to change the tradition." And and he explicitly like refers to himself as as Spider-Man's father because Spider-Man's parents, his real parents died. And Iron Man, you know, up till now didn't have any kids up until this movie. And then explain to me the part that was really weird and confusing to me was when Hawkeye and this girl are trying to kill themselves. And they're trying to stop, they're trying to stop the other one from killing. I didn't get why they were trying to kill themselves faster than the other so that the other wouldn't have to kill himself. It probably would have helped for you to see Infinity War because in Infinity War, the way that Thanos gets one of the stones, I can't remember which stone it is, is he, he goes to that mountain and he has to make a sacrifice. And he ends up sacrificing Gamora by killing her. So they, they, you have to sacrifice something you love. Oh. And so it was kind of a repeat of that scene from Infinity War. But this time, so we knew this time that they were only going to get the Infinity Stone if one of them died. And so they were just, they got were each it. trying to be a martyr. Oh, got it, got it. There, there was one scene where I, I noticed Jacob was confused where Captain America is in the elevator and he's, and he's trying to get the suitcase from those guys. And they're like, no, we better call this in like they're they won't give it to him and he's yeah. like hill hydra and then and then he gets the suitcase um right. that was that was basically the plot of um i think the second captain america movie where he takes down hydra or maybe the first i'm not sure but that was pretty funny yeah those guys payoff, were payoff they were like doing a double cross thing they they were working for the bad guys yeah i think there's a scene in captain america 2 where they're all in an elevator and he's like do you guys want to start or should i and like he basically takes them all down inside the elevator so it looks like it's going to be a repeat of that but instead he just says hail hydra and they give it to him okay anything else i'm thinking there was so much happened in this film. There was just mm-hmm. tons of stuff. I think it was satisfying to see how powerful Thanos was as a foe. Yeah. There were a lot of moments he's even definitely. in this where he's like, he kind of just sat down and waited for the army to show up and waited for people to approach him. But when he actually engaged, he's super powerful. It seems like in Infinity War, he was more level-headed, kind of more serene personality. And, but in this movie, it was like he was a little bit younger of a hothead. Instead of taking it, balancing the universe, he decided, I'm going to actually decimate everything to dust. And I'm going to enjoy taking out your planet. Like it became a lot more personal in this movie than he was in Infinity War. I, I just an overall observation as someone who's not a, as into these movies as you guys. It was really important, even though I had didn't seen Infinity Wars, it was really important that I saw it with the audience. Because like, if you imagine seeing it, like if I had seen that movie alone in my room, I would not have known the important parts without the interaction of the audience. Oh, really? I mean, it just wouldn't have meant as much. So it it was just something I've I've never really experienced in a movie quite like that because it was such an interaction with the audience and it was incredible. Like I thought that was the most interesting thing of the entire movie. Andy, I feel like if you now, if you went and watched Infinity War, you would uh-huh. really enjoy it because yeah. there were you know when they go back in time they were revisiting scenes from prior movies all the time oh. like really memorable scenes so i think yeah. if you watch just infinity war actually you could watch any of them 
and you would recognize some of these scenes. You'd say, "Oh, they came back here. That's awesome." You know? Yeah. And you could. You could. There was. There was callbacks to the first Avengers and then to Age of Ultron. Because do you remember Tony Stark's vision at the beginning of Age of Ultron, where he has Captain America's shield and it's broken in exactly the same way that it ends up being broken at the end of um, Endgame? I don't know if you remember, but anyway, no. you see, he has a vision of all this devastation at the beginning of Age of Ultron. It, so I feel like it it did stay. It, I mean, you could watch just the Avengers movies and get ninety five percent of the plot. Yeah, and, but I and, think if you watched especially Infinity War, you would find it very interesting for each stone, and I think you'd really enjoy it, even seeing this one a second. And and I th- and a lot of times people purposely will do a prequel prequel of a book or a movie after you've already seen some. So I don't think it would matter if I went and saw Infinity Wars now. But no. the, the no, cool, I think you should. It was just so amazing to see this like subculture I didn't know exist and then all of a sudden be thrust into it and the emotions and the excitement and like the people literally almost crying next to me and giggling with it, it, excitement. Like it's it's bizarre and, and incredible. Anyway. It was a great, it was a great finale. Yeah. I mean, Marvel really nailed it. Um, and it felt like they weren't setting anything up for the future if it really felt like a finale and the stakes felt permanent you know i don't think anybody's like oh iron man will be back for the next one it didn't feel that way at all right yeah it, yeah anyone who died it didn't feel like they could just come back and they made a point to saying that about black widow that she can't come back yeah and sometimes when a character dies it contra conversely makes them almost more important you know sometimes if they kind of carry someone out over and over and over again they lose their importance yeah or and or if they're facing death you're like we know nothing's going to happen because nothing ever happens right right and that's i've noticed go ahead ben so i was just going to ask you guys which character in this movie do you think was the most enjoyable to watch hmm i i'm really partial to comedy so i really enjoyed thor um he was probably the most fun to watch, I think. I think he's almost the most interesting to watch out of all the Marvel characters now. Ever since Ragnarok, where he decided to be less serious and more funny. I really surprisingly enjoyed Thanos. Like, I I want to just watch that part because he was unstoppable. Like, no one could stop him. And when he, when he, that guy snapped and he kind of just resigned himself and yeah. sat down and then turned to ashes, there was just something so incredible about him. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He was interesting. I went into it. I was re- I was most excited to see Ro- uh, Rocket Raccoon, Spider-Man, and then um, Iron Man. But like, mm-hmm. you know, Rocket Raccoon didn't really have a big role in this like he yeah. usually does. He didn't really have an opportunity to steal the show. Spider-Man was barely in it. And mm-hmm. then, but Iron Man didn't really deliver in a way that I was anticipating because he's usually more of a showman and like uh really I'm surprised to hear you say that. Well, you th- well th- think about the the first couple Iron Mans. He's like up on stage with fireworks and saying these witty things and he wasn't so much of that character. Like he Iron Man was awesome in this, but I can't decide which character I I enjoyed watching the most. Like the Hulk was so funny every time he was on screen and it, not like he was being funny, he just had that he just looked like a doofus with his he's a big yep. he's like half <laughs> Half Brenner, half Hulk. A little bit uncanny, but yeah, he was good. I I thought Iron Man carried most of the emotional heft in this movie. Oh, and he carried it really well. I totally agree. And you know, I've I haven't really been on board with Captain America. He's never really like I've never he's never resonated with me. 
But yeah, in this movie, like I really shoes. feel like I gained a lot of respect for him. Me too. I did like him in Infinity War with the beard. It was like he was turning into a dark Captain America. I liked that better. I wish he'd kept his beard. I I really enjoyed uh, Captain, uh, uh, not Captain, um, who's the guy that dies at the end? Iron Man? I really liked Iron Man's uh, character of his dad. I, I It was just a short scene, but I thought his dad was so fascinating to see that. You reminded me of Walt Disney. Really? Hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I remember asking you guys this, like if all of us were like, and our uncles and aunts were all the same age, like would you be attracted to your mom or like <laughs> if, if we were all like in seniors in high school? Oh, Andy, I think about if, that all the time. <laughs> it's just like the plot of Back to the Future. He he almost fell in love with his mom, huh? Good thing he didn't see her. That was so funny, the Back to Future reference. Like Back to the Future was a lie when they're talking about the different time travel theories. Yeah. Did you have a problem with the way time travel worked in this movie? Um, I, I mean, like they yes. explained it, but I don't know. I, I, it all felt like it made sense to me. The only thing I was confused about is at the end of the movie, Peter Parker's back in high school. And I'm like, wait, five yes, years have passed. Exactly. So are all of these kids kids that were dead before? Or is it a mix of like kids that are five years older? Like what's exactly. happening? Exactly. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, wait, he's in high school. Wait, all those kids are still in high school after five yeah. years? And then he gives his friend a hug, that big like Korean looking guy. Uh-huh. And his friend is like crying like, oh man, I've been missing you for the last five years. Right. But he doesn't say that. But that's the what I interpreted. Same here. And But they look the same age as they were in the last movie. So I, you know, it's that not was clear, the like, flaw. The, I think that was a flaw in having it be five years later. Was there a reason it had to be five years later? Like, why couldn't that I'm have glad been a, they a week did later? It. I'm really glad they did it five years later, Ben, because it added a lot of um, gravity to the situation. And it was so interesting to see the aftermath of what Thanos had done. Yeah, some time behind it, like with yeah, I mean, Thor. And... Yeah, with Thor, you got to see what five years of depression did to Thor. I, yeah, and, I, and to Hawkeye. I really like that because I I felt kind of like in high school, you're in these like, you're trapped in this like small audience and you can become like, like you can become something really easily, like either nerdy or popular or cool or whatever. And then you get out and no one knows you and you go into this depression. I, I guess that's why I really liked Thor's This is hypothetical, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I liked Thor's character because like... Yeah, he was real. It was like, oh, we've all been there. Like we had this year when we were, felt like yeah. we looked really good. And then all of a sudden we hit depression and like... Right. We're embarrassed to go outside or something. And he's drunk and fat. And yeah. it's like, you can tell... I mean, you know he's not a loser. We know we've known him long enough that this is just a manifestation of his depression. And so Yeah, and he has was, no self-awareness at all. They're like, okay, we need someone, the right person to put on the glove. Yeah, I'll do it. Like, no, 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 you're drunk right now. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of read that a little differently. It wasn't so much no self-awareness, but I think he was just desperate to be what he was, redeem himself for, you know, because yeah, the end of the I end of Infinity right. War, he had had a chance to take down Thanos and but he didn't go for the head and so he stabs Thanos right in the heart and Thanos says you should have gone for the head and then snaps his finger and um, and it would have ended it it, yeah, it would have prevented the whole thing. That's probably why he was so depressed. Yeah, you know when they brought up the word Thanos, when Hulk was there and he says the word Thanos, everybody freaks out and he's like, we don't yeah. say, yeah, we don't say Thanos around here. Like, <laughs> so, you know, you could t see he was triggered from it. And yeah, you're probably right. That's probably why he was depressed among, you know, he if you saw Thor Ragnarok, he lost his whole family. He lost his brother at the beginning of Infinity War. He lost his dad at the end of Ragnarok. His, his whole, like... Um, 
Asgard, where he, you know, he lived, had been destroyed. So, so. remind me, I, like I said, I had had a really rough night and I, I, it was already 1040 and I fell asleep at the beginning. Remind me of what, who kills Thanos at the beginning? I missed that. Like Thor. you said, someone decapitates him. Thor does. Was that not real? No, it was real. Yeah. It was but real. then how did Thanos come back at the end? Because um, the Thanos they killed the, was the older version. Doc the Thanos came with the came, DeLorean. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the Thanos okay, okay. that came it at was the like end a, was from time travel. It was like yeah. that paper that you stick the pen through. and there's Yeah, they took the DeLorean rounds. to 88 miles an hour and <laughs> went back to the high school dance. And and that's true for Gamora, too, because the Gamora we see in this movie is the younger version from a different timeline. So that's a really good way to describe it, because we all know um, Back to the Future. But as you explain that now, I get it. Yeah, it was they took the DeLorean and it was a different. That's why when they decapitated Thanos, I'm like, OK, well, is this movie not going to have a villain then? It's just going to be them trying to figure out time travel. But then Thanos comes back and he's excellent. Um and he plays a central role in, in challenging them. He was a good villain. Like, he wasn't, like, super scary. The best of all time. But he was, like, yeah. really, like, powerful. I like, think you would like him in Infinity War, too. He he was definitely um, a different type of villain. It's, it's not, like, the kind that you imagine, like... Um, what do villains do? Like, he's just a different type of villain. It's it's interesting when you see him. Sometimes you think you have to see things chronologically. I, I remember uh, in the early 2000s, Harry Potter was just getting really big. And I had just gotten home from college. And my dad was reading to Michael about this part where Harry Potter's fighting Voldemort. And these characters are coming out of his wand. And it was like a really important part of the movie. But hearing that part made me want to go back and get to know every about the whole story and that's how I feel after seeing the movie last night now I'm it makes me want to go value everything else more because I see a beautiful this beautiful like cap ending you know like I don't know how to explain that other than what I just said that's the end of spoilers thanks for listening to our podcast something happened uh, a couple days ago I was talking about we were talking I made a comment something like you know when you don't watch news all the time like and by news I mean like the politics news uh-huh. where they're talking about Trump or Obama or Joe Clinton Biden or like yeah like the the politics news <laughs> I went to my friend's house the other day and he had it on and oh my goodness I was like I could not believe what they were talking about and like how I don't know. It's, it's do been you a remember, really long time. It was bonkers. Do, do you remember which one it was? Which network? Yeah, it was. was it? Um, it was Fox News. It was Fox News. Yeah, it was Fox News. Well, the, the other day, my yeah, that my friend had on. Yeah, at his house. I didn't know you hung out with conservatives, Ben. <laughs> well, are you allowed to hang out with someone who listens to Fox News? <laughs> not in California. No, you have to really keep it underground. <laughs> if you are not openly gay or <laughs> yeah. you have to be you have to be you have to be gay or want to be gay you have to vote for it wait who no to be in california or else they riot oh uh-huh. i see what you're saying you have to be pro yeah and if you like um certain candidates you know i mean you'll just get lynched in the night what else what else well liking fox news is kind of like seeing you know when you say it in public it's almost like saying you're a pedophile Oh, you think that's what kind of reaction you get? People look at me and like how they just, it's like, yeah, literally like you kind of feel that ashamed, but not, not quite. I mean, I don't like we've, we've said before, I don't really have a spot in my brain for politics and I don't feel like I need to single out any group or another because the, the little bits and pieces I've seen of Fox news, it's not for (laughs) me. 
Yeah. But it's not like I've seen a bunch of them and really compare. Seth, we're, you stepped away. I was talking about the politics news channels where it's not like they say, oh, today in your neighborhood, this is the, there was a man arrested for this. It's like the, they bring up Obama, they bring up Hillary, they bring up, you know, Trump and, you know, it's like the opinion news. Those types. Yeah. What are you doing? Is that your dog? <laughs> Wait, you is that Andy? Your backpack. Oh. Yeah, he's just making a lot of noise with his feet. I'm not sure if, like, he was scratching him or something. I was trying to tickle it Seth's was... back with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my back out this week. I mean, yeah, what happened? I guess I should just skip right to the dating part. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. Wait, okay. this happened on a date? Well, so I met, I went to the gym and I skipped my pre stretching routine and like warm up. And yeah. Jacob, our cousin, was lifting like 225 pounds on the squat bar. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just hurry and get in because I was late. And I never do that. And then I did that and I almost died. And then he's like, let's go do a stretch. Yeah. And, yeah oh, because you didn't stretch and you also didn't work your way up from a lighter weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, let's go do some power cleans. And then Brooke Felix happened to be there too. And I, out of the corner of my eye, I could see her. She's this girl that I had a crush on when I was in middle school. Yeah. She's and like so you doing off to show off. Yeah. She's doing all these pull ups and she's like pretty pretty like sexy buff but she's married but <laughs> then she know you talk about her on this <laughs> no not yet but we couldn't <laughs> we could, we couldn't get a bar to do the power cleans so jake's jake you know he has no shame he's married he doesn't he's not trying to impress anyone he walks up to her and he's like hey can we do power cleans with you and so he she does a rep and she's doing this plank in between and then he does a rep of power cleans and then i go to do the same thing that they've done and on the third one i go halfway up and like my bull my back i pull my back out <laughs> and i was so embarrassed because she was sitting there and i'm like uh was she impressed <laughs> no i just i tried to deflect the attention off me i'm like oh i just hurt my back but don't you wonder like i know what you're talking about i remember feeling in high school like i had to do things to be like impress girls or things and i wonder if a woman's ever been impressed by that sort of thing <laughs> we're you know like, what I mean? we're literally like breaking our backs to impress women and they don't even notice <laughs> and she well and i i i tried to take the attention off me because i just felt like a coward because i hurt my back and i was like i looked at her and i'm like brooke you're really strong and she's like well i've been working really hard because she was like lifting yeah. a lot, a lot. <laughs> oh yeah and I, anyway it was funny what Seth, were you gonna say well we've been debating if we should turn this into like a yoga podcast or a tesla podcast <laughs> yeah oh tesla that'd be cool but um i mean totally joking but andy and i were talking about because andy started doing yoga with me how when i go when I go to yoga, if I ever do better than any woman, I feel so proud because they like <laughs> kick my butt every time. So I don't, I don't have any competition there. You know, it's the closest yoga is the closest thing I've ever felt to what it might be like to be in a harem. Cause you a go, harem? yeah, cause you go and it's like all females. <laughs> and when there's a man in there, I get really angry when he sits by me. Like I obviously, yeah. I, I, I don't act like I don't act like inappropriate. I remember angry, you said that in my mind. I'm like, dude, why are you sitting by me? You little douche. I You're like, I'm here own. to work out and also to kind of meet women. Well, just to be <laughs> surrounded by women in my in my meditating <laughs> moments. <laughs> So that's an interesting one if you're competitive to have all these women just like totally doing better than you. Oh, yeah. They kick my butt. Because I don't at all. I mean, I don't, you know, I've gotten used to women just outperforming me. So, yeah, 
I'm just hoping that they like see like a man who can recognize his limits as a turn on because I have oh, yeah. <laughs> halfway through I'll just lay down and start breathing deeply and try not to have a panic attack because it's so hot. Yeah. Women love that. It's not, it's not really worth doing if it doesn't turn on the women, huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I was just, I just, that's kind of the way you're talking about it. It's like, oh, well, I lifted weights to impress a girl. I broke my back and then when I do yoga to impress women, hopefully they get turned on. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I I'm going to tell like, my wife that I can't work out today because there aren't any women there to impress. <laughs> well, I was just coming from the massage therapist. She's like 42. And now she has a 19 year old daughter that also is her f- a massage therapist and she's cheaper. So I might start going to her 19 year old daughter. But every time I've gone to her the last six years, I always think next time I go, I'm going to have a six pack. <laughs> and I never, and I never do. Wait, been for her benefit for or so well, you don't feel embarrassed? Just so I can just feel confident taking my shirt off. And then I'm okay. sitting there thinking that as I walk up to Seth's door and she's probably like it probably never entered her mind she's probably thinking about like like you know girls are probably thinking about different stuff I don't know she's like oh here it's this Jason Statham guy yeah <laughs> no she's married <laughs> she's probably like thinking about what she's gonna cook for dinner she's I'm like, like oh great another hairy one let's get it over with <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting thing to find out from the I've heard a lot of does, doesn't didn't Kate, maybe you guys haven't heard this but katie foster talks about how they all have bad breath and so she has like gum or mints she'll give to them really? people uh katie foster she's a massage therapist i never breathe in my massage oh. therapist's face she says like the majority of them when when they she has them flip on their back they'll like breathe up at her and they they oh, all have customers. really bad yeah what did you think i was talking about dogs well, i sorry <laughs> i thought you were talking about the massage therapist oh i, I wasn't clear who had bad breath oh uh, yeah the people the people getting a massage yeah. i'm really paranoid about bad breath well just keep I gum fl- in your mouth i constantly. floss my teeth i use nice peppermint chapstick <laughs>